the first time we've been back together, and you're being a bitch. I'm not being it's a bitch. I'm just trying to help weeks. everything out. Everybody's ears are getting blown out by your sound. Well, then all you got to do is this. <laughs> all right, there we go. Is, no, is this that, better? No, because better. Not everybody else needed to turn it down. You just need to turn it down. I I'm at lower level than everybody else. It's because you're louder than everybody. I else. am correct. <laughs> Welcome to Two Dollar Steak. See, a now it's pro. See, it's, it's ruined, he, he bro. Moved the microphone way away from his mouth. It's terrible. And yeah. now what? It's just way too low. Way it's way too low. There you go. Welcome. It's still a little loud, but it's okay. Welcome <laughs> to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. We go. are here on. Uh, this is a four twenty episode. It's going to be released today at four twenty a.m. So today. so. Not not today, but as Tuesday. in when we're recording it. <laughs> Tuesday, we're thinking in the future. This is uh, coming out on 420. A phenomenal day for Tolbert, for Cookie, not for Mike or I, or me. Uh, it, it is a day of remembrance, of not remembrance. Earth Day, right? It's it is it is Earth Day, <laughs> correct? Definitely. Uh, so we are here. We're all together in the house. The first time in a very long time. The yep. first time we've even heard from Tolbert in a couple weeks. Tolbert. Yes. Where the hell have you been? Um, <clears throat> resting and icing my knee. <laughs> Tolbert, what happened to your knee? Um, I decided to play rugby last week. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And partially tore my MCL. How old are you, Tolbert? Thirty-five. Why are 36 you? <laughs> in May. <laughs> so you were almost 36 years old, and you blew out your knee. Um, not of my own doing. Someone, someone actually fell on me. It was a contact injury. It wasn't because I have weak joints. Okay. No, no, no. I, I know for a fact you have. You roll very strong, strong joints. Uh, not, not that I part- I have ever partaken in your joints, uh, <laughs> but. Tolbert, I'm, I'm so glad to see you. So so glad to hear from you. It's what have you be been here. up to in this last month? So uh, a, a lot of work. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot a, a lot of uh, rehab <laughs> lately. And For, ice, your ice packs. No. For your nose? For your nose? But I've, I've been on the grind, man. I've been grinding. Now I'm grinding even harder because I'm doing injured. But true champions play, play hurt. How's it been uh, at work Busy, for the past? Man, people are getting vaccinated and uh, getting they, shit they, faced. They're going wild, dude. They or, can't, handle. or they're not getting vaccinated and they're still going. Wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, there, there's there's a good mix. So uh, the weather's beautiful. It, it's nice out there, man. People are anxious. So I've seen a lot of people reacclimate to uh, drinking past eleven o'clock. And has it been a shit show? It has. It's been interesting. Have you, have I, you found vomit oh, in the... Oh, the, dude. Yeah, I've, I've kicked people out. I've had verbal altercations. I've had uh, uh, everything. You name it, man. Does it All feel like old hat? Like you're you're getting back into it? Or, or is it a uh, more intense than it usually is right now and you're trying to... To just you know get what? back into the all whole things thing. considered, it hasn't been bad at all. It's been nice, man. It's it's been good to see the shit show. It's been get, good, you know, a little sense of normalcy. You making good money though? <laughs> oh yeah, stacking, stacking, stacking bread. bread. <laughs> like I got key to the bakery. You're, you're checking, you're checking cheddar like a food inspector. 
as as the one Jay Z used to say. Am I right? Am I right? You're right. You are right. Yes. You know, I've had family in town. You know, Easter's a couple weeks ago, so. Spent some time with some family. My mom and dad are vaccinated, so I got to see some people I haven't seen since Christmas. Uh, it's been good, man. It was nice to take a break. Now uh, I have a little more of a forced break with this injury. But I was thinking about it, boys. This is, you know, we, we made this big deal about the 100th episode and everything. I'm looking at the time, uh, like the date. This is a two-year anniversary almost. Oh, like, shit. so th- I'm glad that we're we're kind of all together yeah. here. This is two years that we've been doing this show, um, and we're only at one episode one. Uh, so this would officially be episode 101. The real officially. This is yeah. the official this is not, this 101. 100.7. We've had to scratch and crawl our way here <laughs> over the last <laughs> month. It has been a busy month. I have had a lot of stuff to do in uh, class. So has Mike. Tolbert has been busy. Uh, Cookie, you are very busy. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Tell you boys mm-hmm. what 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 went on this week. Oh yes. Uh, so this week. God, you sound like shit in this mic. You sound so bad, Cookie. Why do I sound bad? <laughs> I think it's just his voice. It is his voice. Think sound, voice. You sound like you look. So it, it'll yeah, be hurts. good for our listeners. It sounds Honestly, like he was up till 5 a.m. partying. Yeah. I mean, hey, if I sound lethargic, if I sound worse than what I am. You sound a little nasally. Yeah. It's probably because I was up 5 a.m. partying with the boys. This is our one day weekend out of the week out of the whole entire year yeah i get, get to see each i other. get nasally too when i stay up to six <laughs> with the boys yeah i get real nasally <laughs> but anyway he we cannot ha- confirm or deny that uh, no well what i can confirm is that there was an old boys match the old boys did win and that's about all that i can confirm partying I- may or may not have partake partook that word? Happened. Cookie. Happened is the word you were looking for. <laughs> no, may or may not have happened. Will you be making this trip when you're in Colorado? I will try to. I will try my best. It was good to see you uh, on the field, uh, waddling around out there, uh, making tackles. Waddling? waddling? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as waddling, Aaron. Uh, I think afterwards, I think I heard someone shriek, Cookie! I did. After, I did. Uh, after a certain event. So if you would like to tell the boys exactly what uh, happened. Cookie... Uh, Took a child out yesterday, <laughs> and the kid probably saw, like, you know, the first 15 years of his life flash before him. Cookie shot his hips. He wrapped head to the side. Beautiful hit by one Cookie. Uh, I, I was so proud of you. It looked like a, a mix between it – was, it was more Goldberg, less Edge. You know, Edge yes. has got, like, the more – you know, height to it. it. It's it's a little bit elevated. Goldberg yeah. is a more grounded yes. spear, yes. and I believe that I saw that, and and it looked good. The kid was crushed, yes. and then he went to Byron and said, "Cookie, you nailed me." And Byron said, mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. "He said, wait a minute, I don't think I made that tackle." <laughs> Is it? It's so terrible that everybody always mixes them up. It's so bad. It was such an awkward moment for me. So bad. The other day, um, a, a friend of ours of the rugby team walked up to Byron and said, "Man, love the podcast, love the video you guys put out." And he just went. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at him. And I said, uh, "That's that's Byron cookie, Cookies on the podcast." I- 
Like it's so stereotypical <laughs> that you're gonna yeah. mix up like the two chubby black guys. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those moments where I'm I'm like it's so awkward. It is. I bite my lip and I just kind of feel it inside. <laughs> There's some tension brewing, and, and it's and, not. It's it, never malicious. It's no, just, no, it's it never, never malicious. It's just pure ignorance. It never is. There, there's a certain person on that team that I'm just like every time. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, fire, and I haven't seen you in forever, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Cookie, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're in studio. We are uh, excited to be able to, to, to put together this 420 episode with you. Yeah. Uh, Mike, tell me about your week. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of, like you said, grinding it out. I have an analogy for how I've been feeling last week. A little apathetic, a little, you know, just kind of malaise and under the pressure of everything. Uh, underachiever, I, I would <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, so... If I had to like surmise how I've felt the last couple of weeks, you ever got the wind knocked out of you? Yes. Laying on your back, and doing this, writhing your legs that was that kid yesterday. back yeah. and forth, waiting because you you inevitably hope and know that that breath is coming, but it's like when is it going to come? Right. And you know you get to the point where you're like holding your breath. Your breath has been held a little bit longer than you're comfortable with, and you really start squirming. That's where I'm at right now. So so okay. Two weeks from now. <gasps> Can't wait. <laughs> Are you going to walk across the stage? Fuck no. Like, no? I'm really? I, the only reason I would do it is just to big dick everybody else and wear my doctoral hood. Right. But I don't care enough about it. I, I think the only uh, walking you will be doing will be on a golf course uh, oh, that, that we weekend, go. probably. Absolutely, yeah. No, I will probably definitely celebrate with a nice round at a, one of the fancy courses around here. Um, might have to be by myself, though. Speaking of golf courses, I, I wanted to bring something back because my girlfriend, my beautiful girlfriend, said, you know what has not happened in a long time? Cookie has not popped a bubble. Cookie, this week, tell me about the bubble that you popped. This week, uh, you know, I took a I took a chapter out of Mike's playbook. Okay. And what I did was, boys, I went to Inland Greens. Uh huh. And I hit a golf club. Wait, wait a minute. You you, I, I, you, you I, did I, not throw a frisbee. I didn't throw a frisbee. Okay. I used the golf club. Kept my arms straight. <laughs> Your butt down. My butt down. I was in like a, a semi-athletic stance. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, it needs to be athletic, so it's good that it was at least semi-athletic. <laughs> semi-athletic. Keep those arms straight. Uh-huh. Brought them back about 45 degrees. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, swung through. I followed through with that ball. Iron on the ball, swing through it, man. I mean, if you lock those wrists and create a pendulum motion, the ball will go far. It'll go straight, and it won't go far, but it's a good way to start, man. Yeah. I only lost six balls in the water. Only six? six. Only six. But I got a par three. I got a par three on hole eight. And your boy thinks that I am Tiger Woods right now. So Tiger, I, I Tiger gave, Woods. Tiger, I gave Tiger, Cookie Tiger. Props number eight at Inland Greens is a narrow. It's about 110 yards. It's a narrow green. Got a lake or a pond that runs parallel to the left-hand side. Um, big steep rollout to the right. So props to him for birding or uh, parring number eight. Cookie, uh, do, did you feel more relaxed after you did this? Oh, absolutely. I think it was the Coors Light that was doing it. Too. Okay, so it, it, it was it's, not necessarily... It's everything about it. It's the walk in nature. It's hanging with the boys. It's having a couple beers. It's good for the soul. That sounded like a, 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 a promo that you were doing. I was going to say what after everything. See, that's why I, I very cadence, so you couldn't <laughs> <What>? do that. 
What? I also went golfing yesterday. What? Okay, where did you go? I played up in Mebane, North Carolina. We played in the oh, golf Oh, so near, near Greensboro, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, pretty close to Greensboro. Uh, played in a golf outing. Captain's Choice. Shot 12 under. Bombed a couple drives. At one point, the cart, the beer guys were coming up opposite to you. And they go, that damn orange ball almost hit us. Thought, thought there's no way we're going to get hit. It cleared the pond, bounced right across our, our windshield. I said... I said, so that ball's in play? He goes, yeah. I said, fuck yeah. 325 yards. Smashed wow. It. 300. Did you hear Uphill. that, boys? Uphill. 325 yards. Uphill. It would have been a lot better if it was 420 yards. Yeah, that's impossible. Is it impossible? Is it? Very improbable. Okay. With your brand new driver, are, are you feeling the uh, the effects of, of this to your golf oh, game? Absolutely. I mean, I've increased my average landing by like 25 yards. I don't know what that means. And then you include the rollout. I mean, it's, it's how far the ball flies in the air. Does it feel... The carry, we would say. Like a $500 driver. Uh, yeah. It feels like a million dollars when I when I hit that thing flush. I, I think for a million dollars, it should hit a hole in one every single time. No, it's it's, it's user error. The, the tool is completely fine. It's, it's just my abilities. But yeah, no, I, I was piping it yesterday. It felt great. Mike, uh, you, you also popped a bubble this week. Uh, tell did. me about that. I did color commentary for a high school football game out at West Brunswick High School. Really? They were playing the Chapel Hill Tigers. Tigers. Yep. Who set this up for you? Uh, Aaron texts me and says, hey, I need somebody to do play-by-play. Uh-huh. Do, do you want to do it? No, not play-by-play. Color commentary. Color commentary. Sorry. Sam yep. does play-by-play. And uh, I said, yeah, sure. Why not? So... It was, it was fun. It was interesting. I had to find my footing. Yeah, you were terrible at first. Uh, not terrible. No, it was, it, was a, uh, it was just me and Sam. No, no, no. You out. were terrible at first. <laughs> I wasn't terrible. <laughs> he, he was well, like, yeah. Well, it's, it's trying to, one. Yep. You got to. <laughs> Sam's like doing all this. Right, Mike? And Mike's like, yeah. The, well, the, the, no, the difficulty is, is Sam is great at play-by-play. He is. He, He's a very good play-by-play guy. He talks guy. fast and he talks a lot. So, as color, you need to just interject when the play-by-play right. guy stops. So, the, the first quarter is me going, all right, when's he going to stop? When, well, and then, like, I would look at him, but Sam wasn't looking at me. So, he would, I mean, we had to figure out the cues. You know, just like did. the podcast, you, you, look, you, you make a look and you can kind of create that, that, that flow. So, it ended up working out really well. I dropped a Bastion Booger reference. So let me let me give you a little background of this. A couple weeks ago, when I asked Mike to do this, I said, "Mike, I said, Mike, you're going to be doing color commentary." Mike said, "I'm going to try to get as many wrestling references in as possible." And I said, "Mike, if you can work in a Bastion Booger reference, I will Venmo you twenty dollars." Thinking he was not going to be able to do this in the in in throughout the broadcast. I got it done in the first quarter, I think. You got it done in the first quarter. Looking back, it was a little uh, forced. It was forced. It was a very forced uh, thing, but it, it ended up being there, There's okay. not a lot of ways you can work a Bastion Booger without without putting down the kid that did it. Correct. So, But you did it. The I, kid, I think, had like more of like a body slam oh, style he, tackle. He, he, he tossed the kid. Yes. So the, 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 left, go, or the left tackle for Chapel Hill... Was probably, if I had to guess, now granted I'm up, he was probably like 6'1", 6'2", probably 260 pounds. Big kid for high school. The defensive lineman for West, probably 5'11", buck 90 at most. Right. And this kid just picked him up and tossed his ass. Yes, like Bastion Booger in 1993. 93, WWF. 
There you go. And then, then you find out that, that Sam is also a big wrestling yes. fan. I told His him to son, watch AEW, gave FTR a shout out. It was good. It was a good moment on, on the broadcast. So immediately I Venmoed him $20 to get that off my plate. You are now officially $20 richer, and I will be getting you a check for the actual event here in the next few me- weeks. It's in uh, the mail. It's, <laughs> it's in, in the mail. mail. <laughs> yeah. And we know that takes Aaron a, f- a few hours. Oh, a few speaking months. of which, Byron, uh, I will be getting you uh, your WCW cards at some point in the near future. Uh, it's going to be a surprise. I'm not going to send you a tracking notice. I'm not going to send you anything. Just one day I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I owe this guy a, a pack of WCW cards. I will be sending them sometime. I am greatly inconvenienced, and I hope you know that. Anyways, back to the podcast. Uh, anything else going on this week? No. All right. So I, I have a very quick story of my Friday night. I, and I, I'm only telling you this. It's maybe one of the grossest stories I've ever told on the podcast. And I have told some doozies. Some doozies. Uh, I have told some leave, doozies. Just leave names out of it. So it... I, I, I have to. Yes, I, I will leave a name out of it. But uh Jasmine told me to <laughs> tell this story immediately. She wanted to tell this, me to tell this story. Like, she asked me. It must me, be told. Oh, yes. She asked <laughs> me to tell this told. story. I'm um, excited to hear this story. So, on Friday night, I had to do the football broadcast. And football broadcasts usually go 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. It depends on how long the game was. And, and Friday night's game was, was a co- long and competitive game. I wouldn't say it was. I thought it was pretty quick. It the, the second tra- half trailed out a little bit. Yeah, the yeah. second half trailed out definitely a little bit because the first half was very like the clock was moving. They they chucked seven minutes off the clock early on in the game. Second half was a little bit different. So the whole time, Jasmine said, "All right, I'm eating at my dad's house for my mother-in-law's or not mother-in-law's. I guess it would be stepmom's uh, birthday. Mm-hmm. So they were drinking, having some food, having having a little." Uh, family time together i said okay i babe i'm really exhausted i'm tired i can come in i can get the food and i can get out i'll, I'll make an appearance <clears throat> you're right you about to throw up cookie no 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 it's a burp you well, can't get talk- ready you might here in a second oh, um so i i drive the journey uh, i call jasmine on the way jasmine sounds like they have been having a good time um it sounds very loud in there, and when I when I arrive, it it is a party atmosphere inside this house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking around, saying hey to everybody. There is one person suspiciously absent from the table. Usually, the loudest person at this table is suspiciously absent, and I know that this person has been at the party because I have seen some Facebook posts and I heard her uh, earlier on in the night. When I get to the table and I, I make myself a plate, I'm starting to eat, and this person arrives from the bathroom. Just like, boom, she's back in, she's ready to go. And all of a sudden, she yells out. She's walking with a pile of her clothes that she already had in her hand, walking out, and I'm like, she, she's changed clothes. I said, hey, you, what are you doing? And she said, Oh, I had to take a shit. And I said, oh, okay, why do you have clothes? She said, the shit was so smelly 
that I threw up on myself <laughs> during that shit. And I was eating my food at the time. I'm eating the food and I'm I just I stop, I push the plate away, and I just kind of think about that for a second. Because usually your own brand is not as bad to make you want to throw up on exactly. yourself, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, sure. my own brand, like, it, it's bad, but I'm not like, oh, God, I'm going like, to But, like, you can enjoy it enough that it might make somebody else vomit. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And I've had that happen before where yeah. I've gagged where somebody else's brand uh, has made me nauseous. And then I've seen you make Tolbert nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, the gas mask. I forgot. <laughs> just the, oh, just the, dude, it smelled so bad. Just even thinking about it makes me Thank God we were, we were riding in the bed of that truck. Oh, oh and I locked the windows and the doors that day. Uh, Tolbert was, so was trapped in the gas mask. <laughs> anyway. That was really bad. But think about that. Like, if you think about it in the way that this person... Had had taken, uh, you know, it, it expelled something out of their body that was so smelly that made them expel something from another part of their body. That is a that's that's a shit. <laughs> that's a dump, boys. You can bottle that up and sell God damn, Jesus Christ! So, uh, like, I I basically offered the pressure washer, like I did, uh, like <laughs> what I did with Tolbert after the. Uh, Oakley Dokley concert. It, it it was one of those nights. She she went, she finished her evening. I think she had taken a shot or something before uh, the 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 poop, and I think that that's also what contributed got to, to it. That that is what got to her. We'll, we'll see. That's what it is. Anyways, uh, boys, before we talk about anything else, uh, AEW on this past Wednesday night. Did you guys get to see Dax go against Chris Jericho? It's great stuff. What did you think, Cookie? I, I enjoyed, I think, Mike Tyson knocking people out in, uh, in peach pants. It, it, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever it was peach. They were like board shorts or something. <laughs> yeah, like, they were board right, shorts. Yeah. They were like, all right. Yeah. Chaka, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I just bought these from the, the thrift store, man. Kind of at Zoomies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chubb or what are the, the ones? The Chubbies. Chubbies? He's killing it, man. It was It was something. Oh, that's what I got to say. It was something. It, it was a great match. It was though. good getting to see uh, Dax out there Dude, going was, to... To have a one-on-one matchup against one of his childhood heroes. Dude, Jericho went hard, too, yeah. man. It was one of the highest-rated r- highest segments in AEW history. Isn't that amazing? One of the best yeah. shows. That, I mean, it's the most ratings they've had since their original air date. 1.29. Like, it was a great wrestling match. It was it was a wrestling match that I know we appreciate the style of because it's... And kind of goes back to those old school days. Jericho still managed to hit a lion salt. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I popped for that. Uh, <laughs> a little too. off center. I, I was, I was, I was talking too. to a guy at work the next day, and I said, "Dude, Jericho's chest looked. It was. It looked so red. They beat Deep the red. shit out of each other. Oh yeah. What did the guy say about the match? The whole thing. Uh, he hadn't watched it yet, but I was like, "Do you want the spoilers? Because Ty- Tyson knocked for cash. The fuck. <laughs> 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 it ended up being a very fun segment to watch. Uh, I, I was sitting here. I was I was just so happy for the people involved. It ended up being just like a fun schmaz of a, a of a moment that yeah. that ended up like just making for good television. Yeah. So I'm excited for Blood and Guts. I am so, very excited for Blood and Guts. I f- I feel that that it it will be a very fun War Games like match. Is that going to be on a Wednesday? It will be on a Wednesday. Yes. Oh, that's lit. 
So we might have to get together on that Wednesday yes. for a little cookout or something at, at your house. I think that this will be a, a fun event. I, I'm down. You, okay, I, I, on the record. Don't, we're doing don't, it at your house. It's recorded. Put it in pencil. It's recorded. No, 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 no. <laughs> pencil. No, no, no. I gotta, I gotta clear that with the spouse, but I'm not gonna be in school. I won't have any bullshit homework to do. What? Well, it, it's I, the first week in May. I think it's fine. May fifth. I'm, I'm done May first, baby. All right, let's then. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Mike's gonna get shit faced and fall asleep before it. No, just but like I will Bianca Belair I will against Sasha asleep. Banks. Hey, man, I'm, I just can't. I can't stay up past ten. It's okay, man. It's a, that's that's what happens when you have two children. I you desire two I children. I literally texted you too. I was y'all, and I was like, I'm going to bed <laughs> <laughs> during the second night of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to bed. All right, so let's talk about real. Re- oh, well, we just talked real. about real wrestling. Let's talk about our real matches this week. It is 4:20. Mm-hmm. Tolbert, your favorite day of the year. I have been with you through multiple 4:20s you at have, this point. Actually. You have. We saw Oakley Doakley on 420 last <laughs> or t- a couple years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. Uh, we we have been together last year on 420. A couple, e- even a couple years before that, we have been together on multiple uh, days of this occasion. And and I I see a childlike giddiness <laughs> come over you when yeah, this day I, I happens. Like to say, I like to like uh, you know all year you're like dude that's like stupid stoner like teenager shit. And then I wake up that day and I'm just like, Shaba! <laughs> booyaka, booyaka! <laughs> Light it up. <laughs> so you become that person that you hate. <laughs> you become what you hate. A juggalo, basically. Yes. <laughs> essentially, yes. Essentially. Uh, it is your day. Uh, Cookie, uh, you also partake in this day. Shaka, bra. Shaka, bra. Shaka. Hell yeah. You know, it, you know every 420, you know what I do? I break out my Jamaican oh, accent. No, 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 stop, no. <laughs> All right, so I I was thinking about this the other day. We have been seeing a lot of uh, great wrestling-themed stoner uh, stuff online. Some great, great pictures. I'm going to give advice to our one uh, graphic artist here on the podcast. His name is Travis. We talk about him weekly. He's one of the best graphic artists in North Carolina. One of the best professional wrestling graphic artists in the world. Put him over, brother. I'm putting him over. But he is not reaching out to the biggest demographic <laughs> that he needs to reach out to. I knew he was going to bring it up. Travis. <laughs> I just purchased a T-shirt. For $25 that has Stone Cold Steve Austin holding two blunts on a skull that is a bong. And it says Stoned Cold Steve Austin. Yes, sir. Another t-shirt in this collection was the Under Toker. These themed wrestling and weed yes. uh, t-shirts and uh, memorabilia and artwork are selling out left and right. Travis, you're a great, great graphic artist, but I think that you are missing out on the stoner demographic. Absolutely. Tolbert. Which runs deep in the wrestling community. Very deep in the wrestling <laughs> Which community. Which we will talk about my match later. And you, cookies. And, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> So, Travis, if you want to make some money, if you want to put that beautiful, beautiful daughter of yours through college... Swear to God. <laughs> you have 
to start incorporating more weed into your drawings. I'm just saying that 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 is my my pedestal right here, and I'm telling you, Travis, we love you. You need to put more weed in. He's also shit. been berating him in the group chat <laughs> yeah. all week long. <laughs> more weed. <laughs> I'm somebody that used to smoke before I, I got a job and before I became gainfully employed. Uh, I, I love the culture. It's yeah. funny to me, <laughs> like, just watching Tolbert enjoy the culture that I could have, you know, if, if I did not choose what I'd like to do now. Like, yeah. I, I feel that Tolbert is a fun example of that <laughs> he lives, culture. He lives through me. I vicariously. do. I do. This is why, all right, you know what? This is why I get so fucked up when we go to concerts together because he, pu- he pushes me <laughs> to see how far I can go so he can live through me. <laughs> hey, Tober, smoke, smoke the whole thing. Smoke yeah, the whole exactly. thing right now. <laughs> yeah, take two, two abs. Tab. Yeah, take two tabs. Shotgun that beer. <laughs> You're the eat, worst. Eat that whole, eat the whole pack of Reese's. <laughs> yeah. don't all be, right. Don't be no bitch. <laughs> well, let's talk about some wrestling. All right, for our first matchup of the evening, Mike, you have got maybe a more obscure stoner matchup. Uh, You have got something of a a fun old-school wrestling match, but why would I pick this as your stoner match of the day? Mike, you have got one... Ted DiBiase against Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That is correct. We will get to that later, Aaron. Okay. So this is Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Ted DiBiase, March 8th, 1985. Same Houston Coliseum. I'm assuming that's in Houston. Uh, let me look it up. It, it, it could be. Uh, anyway, so this is classic old school Mid-South, correct, Aaron? It is. Mid-South wrestling. It opens up. You got J.R., painting the picture that is going to be happening for the title belt for these two wrestlers. Um, It cuts straight to a DiBiase promo. I love this style of old school wrestling. Just look at the camera and yell. The the WWE stuff that they did with, uh, was it Southpaw or something like that, like the parody thing. It's perfect. It's great. Great character development. DiBiase cuts an awesome promo. He basically... Without knowing anything from the lead-up, you get the entire idea that DiBiase cracked Jim Duggan across the chin, said he had a glass jaw, and then he busted out the glass with a baseball bat in Duggan's car. So you know they've been going at it for a little bit. Come back, we, we get Duggan in studio with Jim. Duggan continues to, again, paint this beautiful picture about how he had, DiBiase had his posse of guys hold him there, and that's why... DBS, he got a good cheap shot on him. Talked about how he works really hard and every bump and bruise he's done got him that car and how much it pains him or pained him to watch DBS do that. Duggan's got a good old bandage on the top of his head. Duggan's a big boy too. He is thick. He looks pretty good. Cutting this great promo. He's losing his words. He's losing his breath. But it's perfect because it's it seems real. Like it feels real. And I feel like that. That's a lot of of Mid South's kind of shtick. Was there was a lot of realism in their their professional hey, wrestling presentation. We're live, pal. But it, guess what? It doesn't matter if you fumble over your words. Right. You don't need to rehearse uh, whatever some asshole wrote for you. Like it's just you putting your opponent over, which they both did a great job of talking about how tough they are and all that sort of stuff but you're putting yourself over and you're putting the match over so let's get to the the wrestling match i'm excited oh by the way this is a 
Was it a taped, taped hands, hands? No DQ match. No DQ match. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Knockout or pinfall is how you win. Taped hands. I could, at first, I didn't know what they were saying. And then Duggan talks about how he's going to ta- tape it di- from fingertip to yeah, elbow. Yeah, tape his whole damn arm up, make this big old cannon kind of thing. And DBS is going to tape his up his little baby wrist. <laughs> he's he, a weak he, wrist. We, we, we called him a weak wrist or limp wristed uh, fella. So you, it comes out. DiBiase comes out. Was, is that the Iron Sheik? That is Skandar Akbar. So it is Skandar, somebody else. Skandar uh, from Texas. I don't uh, understand. Build from Arabia. <laughs> no idea why that's happened or why that's going on. DiBiase's build at two sixty five. He's thick as well. Which he, I mean, he looks big. But then Duggan comes out and he does. He's got his both arms look like they're in casts. He's got them completely taped up. He's ready to battle. They build him at two seventy five. So either. They're underselling Duggan because they could have built him at 300. He was, the, or they're overselling DiBiase because they they were not 10 pounds different. I I feel that it was probably Duggan was a little undersold because 300 sounds a little bit too thick for yeah. for being an athletic wrestler. Yeah. But anyway, and Duggan, I mean, he looks farm. He looks country strong. Like yes, like Braun Strowman, country strong, whatever. But Duggan, but he, he was a former uh, like he he had a. He was signed to the, the Atlanta Falcons. This man was was a legit football player. That back man in the day. could pick heavy things up and put them other places. Correct. Um, so the match starts out and it's DiBiase going hundred percent. Actually, we get we get classic pocket sand. Oh, first thing, pocket sand from <laughs> DiBiase pulls powder out of his crotch pocket and throws it right into Duggan's face. I think I think the best part was like. DiBiase confirmed it multiple times. He's like, are you sure anything goes, right? He's like talking to the referee. The referee's like, yeah. And he's like, anything goes. The referee's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And he's like, I'm just making sure that you said that. And while he says that, he pulls out the sand and throws it in his face. And it's it's so funny. And I, I forget, like, I forget how the meme originated or whatever. But it's just like this meme on the internet now, where it's like random pocket sand or whatever. Yeah, pocket and, sand's the best. And so he's like, boom, pocket sand. Duggan's blinded, and Diviashi just starts wailing on him. Um, quickly makes its way outside the ring. You get like three corner post bumps, and I love the way this ring looks. It just. It's not as trashy as the ring and Tolbert's match. The trashiest. But it is not as as like pristine as like a WWE match. And we talked about how I like AEW where you just get a solid steel black post. This one looks like a painted, rusty it's it's got the right amount of grunge to it. Yes. Um it, it fits both of these characters perfectly. It fits Southern wrestling perfectly. It just looks great. And Duggan's t- bouncing his head off each of these. Uh, a very good sell from Duggan. Duggan's uh, arms up in the air. Yeah. Very, very wild. Uh, and, Doug- and again, I don't know. It's got to be just that 80s wrestler style because multiple times throughout the match, Duggan's kind of not overselling, but he's kind of being flamboyant in his miss strikes and selling these punches and that sort of thing. And Duggan is fucking gushing blood. Immediately, almost um, immediately. So he, he, imagine he's got tape from his elbow to his fingertips, and he must have wiped his head because the entire backside of his tape is blood red. And then I'm like, oh, is he cut open? And then it, it, like, like the camera pans, or he turns to the camera, whatever it was, and just pouring down his face. DiBiase's wrist, he's, he's punching him. His his tape's covered in blood. Very good visual. Great visual. You don't need 4K to know that this match is hard he- and heavy. Um, and you can hear the fans' reaction from this, yeah. too. They and were so, very into this. And so, again, 
Duggan gets a little bit of offense, but mostly this is, again, DiBiase kind of getting after it. And this, again, that 80s style of just working the crowd. Uh, DiBiase at one point does the eye rake on Duggan. And Duggan makes a point to go to every side of the ring screaming so everybody can see what's going on with his face and all of that. Um, we get this... You get the comeback. Duggan's coming back a little bit. He does this really cool, like almost like a, a springboard for himself and then throws a haymaker. And like he does it a couple times. It just looks great because you get a little extra power. Um, but yeah, he just kind of falls back on the ropes and uses all that momentum to knock DiBiase. Um, and there's another DiBiase also great seller, great worker because he does this. He got a couple double axe handles. Um, which a move Jericho actually busted out on Dax. And again, you don't see it. Normally now, it's like a, they call it like a flying nothing. Like you're going to go for a double axe handle and you take like a boot to the face or whatever. But you don't actually see it as an offensive move much anymore. So Doug, uh, DiBiase gets a couple of those. But at one point, he flies down. As soon as his feet make contact, Duggan goes down to a knee, punches DiBiase in the gut, and then DiBiase just hits a front flip. And athletically, you know that took a lot of work. But it just makes the, the punch look so much more effective. Um, and eventually the uh, the sheet guy comes in. Dug- Skandar Akbar. Yeah, 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 Duggan's doing his thing. Um, he's about to pin. Akbar comes in, distracts Duggan. DiBiase gets the upper hand a little bit more. Another guy comes in. Was that? That was Dr. Death. Uh, that looked like, I was going to say, that looked like Dr. Death. He had that classic like mutton choppy kind of thing. I don't know if it was a loaded glove. It or had what. to have been, I think. I, think but there's, I don't think there was commentary. There was not commentary throughout the whole thing. And that's how great this was. Yeah. I, I, I just put the, the pieces together about how I didn't know if that glove was loaded or not. Yeah. And there was zero commentary for this entire match, yeah. at least on the link that we watched. But but it gave you like a, more of a, a peek into like how hot these crowds yeah. were. I just, I just realized that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's how good this... Normally, I like to listen to commentary and hear what they have to say, but I'm, I was doing it in my head the whole time, apparently. And yeah, so Dr. Death comes out, gives DiBiase what looks lo- to be a loaded glove, uh, DiBiase hits Duggan across the face right when you thought that you know he was getting he was going to come back and beat DiBiase for the title. And uh, one, two, three, Duggan loses. DiBiase wins with a little bit of shenanigans. Um, great '80s wrestling, loved it. Um, I also I forgot to mention it earlier, but when Duggan was like cutting his promo at the at the very end, he said he's like, "I'm coming for that belt." And it's like, ah, Vince doesn't like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it because it's a championship belt. Don't make it a fucking belt. Make a trophy if you don't want to call it a belt. True. So, Mike, uh, why was this a 420-themed match? So, so Aaron sends a link to the group chat, and it's got a um, a link to a new an article from somewhere in New Jersey. 1987 as well. Yeah, and so... And so the title is Two Professional Wrestlers Arrested on Drug Charges Suspended. And at first I thought, before I watched my match and before I read the article, I was like, man, did he uh, did he mean to at me or did he mean to at Cookie? <laughs> that that totally, was every week. I totally time. thought it was good. it was Cookies. I thought Aaron just screwed up. And then I'm reading it through. And uh, yeah, so Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Iron Sheik were pulled over in New Jersey because a cop saw Duggan drinking a beer while driving. <laughs> Must have been alumni weekend. And they, um, you know, the cop pulls him over, <laughs> goes through their things and finds marijuana and cocaine and all this sort of a stuff. A large amount of marijuana uh, and, and a little bit of cocaine. And 
the, what, what I got a kick out of, well, I got a kick out of a couple things. One, don't let police search your shit without a warrant. First and foremost. These are two of the biggest dudes. They could have easily, easily said no. Well, you, anybody's allowed to say no. It doesn't matter how big you are. Right. Can, can I search your car? I'm a sovereign citizen. No, you can't, <laughs> officer. I'm sorry. Um, and the, the other funny thing was Duggan apparently was very polite the whole time. <laughs> he was released on his own recognizance. And uh, apparently his dad was a police chief back home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so uh, WWE... F suspended them after that incident while they investigated, which I also got a kick out of because they're going to suspend these guys for a little bit of drugs, but then they're going to go get Jimmy Snook off for murder. Right. <laughs> um, around the same time. So. And this this arrest was a big deal. It kind of broke kayfabe at the time because they were having a feud with each other. Yeah. And there there they are, smoking a J and driving together uh, down down the roads in New Jersey. It just goes to show it brings people together. <laughs> it brings people together. <laughs> Makes you a lot calmer. They're not mad at each other. You yeah, know? She, she had to pay five grand to get out on bail. And he probably called that person a cock-a-sucker. <laughs> Iron Sheik on Twitter is the best follow. Yes, it Absolutely. is. Like, he'll, and he, I love that he puts everything's in all caps he puts everybody over except Hulk Hogan <laughs> fuck you Hulk Hogan <laughs> what did he say last night he said something about that Ben Askren uh, Jake Paul fight and he said that it was it was bad but Hulk Hogan was worse or something and it made me laugh I, yeah he said they, Hulk Hogan you are worse than this Triller boxing event <laughs> hashtag Triller Fight Club and then he said what the fuck am I watching hashtag Triller Fight Club <laughs> All caps, except for his hashtags. It's always his all caps. Ha- always hashtag. all caps. It's, <sighs> it's so good. Please so follow great, at man. the Iron Sheik. I don't think we actually have had an Iron Sheik match on this show. I no, think I we need think to, we to give Maybe him his one, due. But yeah, not. We need to give him his due in the future. God. Uh, there's Mike. Just, there's just something about him calling someone a jabroni. A jabroni? Oh, that that will just pop me You know, that's time. where the, the Rock got that word from. It was him? It was from the Iron Sheik. I Growing up that. around the Iron Sheik, he heard the word jabroni from him. Wow. You are such a jabroni. <laughs> uh, yeah. Social media? Yeah, let's hear some social All media. Right. We have not been posting much on social media. Uh, Tolbert dad bod shamed me once with the uh, the picture <laughs> of me playing rugby, just standing there, hands on hips. Um, got a couple comments. Travis made this awesome artwork that I had to – I ended up Instagramming it and tweeting it out. My wife actually sent it to me as a link. She said – Check this out. And I laughed and I said, I was the one that posted that. <laughs> um, but Travis made this art uh, comparing two sides of The Undertaker and he t- labeled it Big Mike before golfing, Big Mike after golfing. Um, you have to check it out to I got see a it. chuckle out of that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 definitely I, I definitely got a good chuckle out of it because it's so true. It's great. The Ministry of Darkness, like that is just perfect for heel Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Twitter, you know, we, we were live tweeting some WrestleMania stuff. It's just... Um, at this point, it's just us just being stupid. Yeah, it's like more us being stupid versus like trying to troll wrestlers. It's or just anything. trying to pop ourselves. Yeah, it, yeah, we're trying to get a chuckle because they, you know, again, they changed the stuff and they they changed it again. Even like some of the celebrity people are getting pissed about it. Um, apparently, Instagram's hiding likes now too, so watch out for that. But uh, yeah, so it's just us trying to like laugh. Um, and the, Aaron had that. I love the gooey Gus thing about the, the, the fiend. I just like I, I again. I popped pretty hard about that. Um, Do you remember that show that that was based I, on? I don't. I remember that that thing. Right. Like just a quick. I, but I don't remember the 
It was one of those things that as a child, it, it came on PBS every week. It's a show called Ghost Rider. Yeah. And I remember that that specific picture, seeing that thing, scared the shit out of me as a child. And it just kind of scarred me. Kind of reminds me of those like bubble bath like grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I... You know, during WrestleMania, I went on a little tirade about how Escaping the Cage is the biggest bitch move in sports entertainment. Um, Aaron and I both kind of shouted out Bianca Belair and her amazing work rate. Um, I tweeted out a, a good tweet um, of Tyson knocking Cash out. Uh, it's just it's just us being us. Yeah. It's a little taste of us. Follow us at number two dollar steak underscore. Um, sometimes you'll get some good content. Sometimes you won't. Either way. Um, do we have any good news to talk about? Good news? No, I no, I'm done with that. Why are you? <laughs> what? What the fuck, dead, Mike? Dead and buried. Your I gotta, I gotta, buried. I gotta find. I gotta find a better gimmick. Mike, you, everything we feel like we're we're having any bit of momentum. It's in. because it's because you, you're like the Vince McMahon of of. Well, partly because <laughs> I'm not. I don't. God. Yeah, you know, I exactly am because I'm putting very little effort into trying to find something that hits quick but I can't carry it forward because I lose track and I lose, like I have apathy towards it. So in a couple of weeks when I have more time, maybe I'll get back to finding advertisers. Maybe I'll get back to finding who's unfollowing us on Twitter. But oh, those will, days were the best. I, I have, forgot about those days. I will days. have more time to hunt down these smarks that are unfollowing us and advertisers, whatever it might be. Good news, dad info, whatever. <laughs> My I'm segment's going fi- to be two hours. <laughs> I'm going to find something and maybe stick with it a little bit longer. I don't think you will. Uh, thank you, Mike. It was a great segment. Good to hear from you. Good to hear uh, about a stoner, Jim Duggan. for the strong style cookie you have got Rob. you know man I, I, I was going to give this match to one Tolbert until I found what Tolbert's match is yes cookie who are the competitors in your matchup oh come on man it's Rob Van Dam and yes I had to enunciate that that way because he is just that great. He's the whole effing show. He's the whole fucking show, man. Yep. He's the he's the whole freaking show. Whatever you want to want to call him. Jeff Hardy. One of the highest high flyers I've ever seen. Highest. Highest. Good lord, the man's higher than Tolbert right now. Tolbert's actually not very high today. Oh, I I, I partook in a little bit of cannabis for uh, maximum blood flow. Uh. Oh, oh, for medicinal purposes today. Yeah, yeah, a little cannabis and uh, collagen water. Tolbert's so fancy today. He is so fancy. Anyway, we got two of the greatest high flyers of our generation going against each other in a ladder match. And these guys, I mean, they had their heads in the clouds. Yes. Their feet, I guess, are also in the clouds. Yes. uh, Because they're walking in the sky half of the time. Yes. Because these guys are obviously. I don't know if Jeff Hardy partakes in the same thing that RVD partakes in. I was going to say, I feel like Hardy... Marijuana was maybe a gateway drug for Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. 
<laughs> or maybe it was the booze. Or... I, I think that he was also probably smoking like the trashiest weed like ever out of Cameron, North Carolina. He's grown no, in his dude, those, those country boys smoke good ass weed. Trust me. <laughs> in man. Cameron, North Carolina, yeah, you think? Absolutely. Yeah, those boys know what they do. They got a lot of property. They can just do it themselves. <laughs> That's true. I don't know, true. man. He may. Have, what if he hung out with Mustafa? He could have. He started. He, he, that's probably what got him on the hard stuff was those pencil shavings. Smoking a joint full of pencil shavings, man. That might be a gimmick. Of, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, that's I'm your gimmick? Never, no, that's not, that's not going to be my gimmick. <laughs> this match, though, <laughs> was during the infamous invasion angle. Correct. Back in 01. Uh, now, I missed a lot of these pay-per-views back in the day. So, there's a lot that I need to catch up to. Yeah. But this match, I didn't know what to expect going into it. Uh, I think it's just because of the watered-down nature of ladder matches these days. But holy hell, what a match. What a, I think it's like a 20-minute classic. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. These guys put their bodies on the line, and I swear they had to have been high to do half of the things that they did. I watched your match, and I said, this is the match that inspired – a thousand terrible indie wrestlers Absolutely. to start in the business. Absolutely. You know, it's like a bunch of kids at home being like, "Hey, man, I can do that. I, I can sustain pain." And then your match inevitably leads to what Tolbert's match is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this match definitely was the cause of a lot of probably bodily harm to a lot of teenagers out there. Yes. Jumping off of roofs or jumping off, God knows what, because these guys are just. Out of their minds. Professionals, though. But they are. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get to the countdown. Cookies, top four, number one. No, number one. Very young Jeff Hardy in RVD. And this was like before uh, the weird rave boy Jeff Hardy. Yeah. But, dude, I knew RVD was high as tits when I saw him try to dap up the ref before the match <laughs> even started. <laughs> Give me that dap. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what is he doing right now? Anyway, that's number one. Because I was just like, okay. He's high as hell. Jeff, his eyes are bugged. He was probably high, but he could have. <laughs> Cookie's like giving a, a a high scale over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say RVD is probably a seven. Jeff Hardy was maybe a seventeen, but he could have been an eight for all I know. Yeah, I don't know. He, 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 he's holding it close to the vest. Yeah, Ho oh, yeah holding absolutely. it close to the the uh, the mesh shirt. Yes, if you will. It's not as bad as Jeff versus Sting. Let's just say that. Yeah, that, it's, it's, that may have been the 17. It's somewhere between, uh, you know, Jeff versus Sting or Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart. You know, yeah. one of those two. Yes. Like, what you've got one side that's, like, never touched a drug in their entire life, yes. and you got the other drug. Like, you better something's happening. clear. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number two. All right. Number two. My least favorite gimmick in ladder matches is the seesaw thing. Yeah. And that's what I call it. I don't know if there's a better word for it. but that, you, That's you, it. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. But for those who don't, um, it's basically when 25% of the ladder is draped over the middle rope. And you kind of use the ladder as a seesaw, so to speak. Uh, the first one wasn't bad. It was just RVD slapping one side of it. And it hits Jeff Hardy in the hands or the face. That's not that bad. But the second one, though, Jeff Hardy goes full kamikaze and just launches his body over the top rope and lands on it. Like, it, it, he didn't even look like he was trying to, like... No. You know, touch his hands on it or anything yeah. like that. He just went full, like, I, I just think of Ralph when he jumped out of the window. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I I'm think of. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did. Full body, lands on the on that uh, that end of the ladder and knocks it into RVD's face. No, no, no. Uh, he also hit his butthole 
in one of them. Oh yeah, he did. He, he hit his butt. Butt. It was a straight. It was a taint shot. It, it was, was a straight. <laughs> it's a straight taint shot. I think. I think Jr. makes a comment about it. He's like, I think he's gonna feel that. Yeah. Today, tomorrow, in a month from now. I, Cookie, I'll tell you that that spot completely. Went out the window for me. I think it was like an Armageddon where uh, oh, Joey gosh. Mercury got his face completely half crushed. Oh my lord! And from that match forward, uh, that that entire uh, seesaw gimmick has been no go for me. As yeah, well. no, I don't. I don't like watching it because of that. Because I saw that live and I was just like, Yeah, me too. And it was awful. It was disgusting, man. You see a piece of his face still hanging on. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, oh, that's absolutely disgusting, man. But that's the that's the risk that you go in with. So, anyway, um, I think there was one more after this. Oh, to cap it off, Jeff does this, like, crazy-ass springboard from, like, the outside in. I don't know what – it was, like, a weird – like, he used the top rope as a springboard. and then It was, like, a split-legged moonsault sort of thing. Yeah, it was – It was pretty cool, man. Honestly, it's a move I, – I, you don't see it anymore. I used to watch Christian and Jeff Hardy do it back in the day. I used to want to do it, but I would never do that. You, to you could totally do it, Cookie. I have 100% confidence in Thank you. Thank you, man. I've got 0% confidence in you. Okay. Go to the next one, please. <laughs> number three. The Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder goes at number three because literally RVD starts from the top rope, literally sitting on the top rope. And this is the move that he normally does on the yeah. ground. But he starts on the top rope. He does a senton halfway across the ring. Which, the man is athletic as hell. I mean, he's doing splits in the middle of the ring like it's nothing anyway. But he jumps from halfway across the ring and then does his little senton afterwards on to Jeff Hardy, who's on top of the ladder. I mean, these are very innovative spots. Right. With two innovative people. So, I should have known that this was going to be a classic. And I'm not sure that's how physics works. I was, like, thinking about it, and I'm, like, looking at it. I don't know that's how you build momentum. No, uh, <laughs> no it's not. But I bet his high ass was like, you know what would yeah, look cool? Yeah. I'm going to sit on that top rope, and then I'm going <laughs> to jump halfway across that ring on you. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to go to my honorable mentions next. Aaron, do you want to know how to crack a rib? Uh, yeah, I would love to. Okay, so this is how you crack a rib. Uh, you pull an RVD. Okay. And you put position a ladder at about rib level. Uh-huh. And you let Jeff Hardy come at you full pace and drop kick that ladder right yeah, into you. Yeah, that, that looked bad. That looked really bad, and it sent him about, like, 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, bro, man. Dude, I don't I don't know what these guys are smoking, but they were – they did not care about their bodies whatsoever in this match. Um, do you want to know how to lose an ankle or, uh, or crack I, a skull? I, yeah, I would love to. As Jeff – or RVD is about three-fourths of the way up the ladder. You let the other person drop kick said ladder, yeah. and you, you just let the cards fall and yeah. just see what happens. Just see what happens. That's how you crack an ankle and or a skull, and I saw that twice, I think, in this match. Yeah. Where they just, just drop kick a ladder, and you just see them flail. Like, I don't think – you can't plan that. You can't – No. It looked very bad. Let's just say that. But my very last one. I think I know what you're going to do. Number four. Yes. This was some legit WWE video game shit. I'm talking like SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. RVD suplexing Jeff Hardy off the ladder. If he didn't tuck his knees there and he was going to lose an ankle. He was going to lose his leg or something. The, the man's tall. Like, he's like six foot three or whatever it is. So, if you're halfway in the, you're in the middle of the ring and you suplex someone, I'd be terrified of hitting that damn turnbuckle. Right. Jesus Christ. Okay. But... How about that sunset flip, though? Sunset flip looked incredible. It looked incredible until you looked at RVD's head smack, yeah. <laughs> smack the ring. It looked horrible, man. It, um, 
But I swear this was one of those matches where every move they did, the crowd was just like, oh, had them in the palm of their hands. And you know, Cookie, I think I and I, I was looking at this match, and I see a spot that I think in in when you're coming up with this match behind mm. the scenes, this sounds like the best spot ever. Yes. Uh, Jeff Hardy grabs a hold of the, 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 the bell. Dear God. They push him off. He starts swinging. Yeah. He's swinging. He's getting momentum back and forth. RVD goes up top. You know what he's going to do? Oh. He's going to spin and back kick him. Yeah. Mistimes it. Yes. Yes, he Completely does. misses the motherfucker. If he hit, that would have been the greatest move in all of professional wrestling. That would have been one that you would have seen on every uh, highlight package. Absolutely. And then he after he after he misses that spinning kick, he just lays flat. Just, <laughs> just goes completely stiff. And then Jeff, I don't know what he was doing, but he just he just dropped. Yeah. He just dropped and it was not his time. It was I I guess not, man, but 13 feet in the air or whatever they were and just a drop like that. I'm telling you, this whole match was just about losing ankles and cracking skulls yeah. and different parts of your body. But anyway, Jeff drops feet first. It didn't look great. I think the worst part was RVD smacking his head, though, against yeah. the mat at the very end of the match uh, where um, RVD gets the belt and he falls yeah. backwards. And I hate this spot, too, but he falls backwards. It, it makes for a great visual, but he falls backwards and just cracks his skull as he like kind of holds up the hardcore title. And Aaron, if that's not hardcore, I don't know what is. He's hardcore. They they both are hardcore. I will give it to them. They are two of the greatest wrestlers, I would say. Okay. Two of the greatest high flying wrestlers. That's right. Absolutely. All together, Matt. Uh, I was about to call you Matt. All together, I give it five cookies. Of course. Five cookies. Why That's, would you not give yeah, it anything? Dude. You know, I I even would have accepted four point two zero cookies. I was thinking about it. But it deserves more than that. It, des- it, deser- it deserves more, Aaron. Okay. Great match. Great pick. All right. For the high spot, and really every match tonight was a high spot. Of course. Tolbert, you have got the Iron Lung Challenge. You have got one, the caution against the boys from California, not from Michigan, the Stoner Brothers. Even though weed's legal in Michigan now. Oh, well, this was also a few years ago. (laughs) But, yes, the Stoner Brothers, and I I love the take they take on the Steiner Brothers. Um yeah, they have the it, it just it's a stoner version of them, man. And uh, I believe well, one's named Rick Scott Stoner and the <laughs> yeah. other one's Scott Rick Stoner. And, uh, and so they have uh, uh, the singlets, you know, Stoner Brothers across the belly, and it, it says it's four twenty <laughs> right. <laughs> right under that. Pretty good shit, man. Uh, these guys look like they know how to party. Some big boys too. Um, never heard of them until now. Never heard of this promotion. This is. Hood Slam. Uh, hood Slam. <laughs> <laughs> this is now your favorite promotion. Yeah, I was, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look up some Hood Slam videos for sure when I get home. But if I could describe this uh, the setting, um, I know we've talked about the Uber ride from hell, right? On previous four previous four twenties, this is probably what the Uber smelled like, right? On the inside, yeah. 
Um, just is, just is weed and people trying to cover up that weed with, with various scents. Yeah, uh, beers and, and all kinds of things. Uh, I have to comment on the ring. It is pretty badass. It is pretty metal. You know how to get me. Um, there, <laughs> I get you. Just, uh, I understand. I can't quit a, you. A giant pentagram in, in the middle of the ring. <laughs> pretty badass. Pretty metal. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So get to the match. Uh, Stoner Brothers versus The Caution, mm-hmm. which is uh, an intergender uh, tag team. Correct. I, sh- I should say. Uh, one is dressed like a... Miss, uh, not Miss America. Um, <laughs> kind of like a trashy, uh, more trashy Lita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There, that, that's better. Yeah, trashier Lita. Um, her partner is, I don't know. He looks like a, a road warrior that played too much Zelda. <laughs> yeah, right, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. A don't nerd, know. Uh, a road warrior that did not take his steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the one that just stayed in his room. Yeah. <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons brother. So this is your classic underground bar room wrestling uh, where there's no barricade, you got the crowd right up on it. The crowd's smoking blunts, man. Everyone's partying and having a good time. Uh, the stipulations of this match. This it is, is an, called an uh, Smoklahoma. <laughs> Smoklahoma. Iron lung match. Yes. So the, there is a blunt in play that the referee keeps yeah. on his person, right? Uh, the teams will battle it out to see who finishes his blunt first. Whoever finishes the blunt first is the winner. <laughs> no pinball. Paul. No, <laughs> no submission. It's all um, about the blunt. So, of course, they have to flex. This is the Iron Lung Challenge. Of course, they all come out smoking. <laughs> already. <laughs> on their entrances. Uh, so, you know they're already high as shit. Um, one of uh, the teammates from the caution, I believe, takes uh, a joint from the crowd and hits it and gives it back. And during the entrance, you, you see people throwing various bags of greenery. <laughs> And they're like throwing dime bags and shit into this the crowd. This is your heaven. Yeah, I bet when like whoever swept up that night probably found an ounce on the floor. Colbert <laughs> volunteers. Colbert <laughs> volunteers to be a you custodian guys, uh, that night. He's the one to sweep up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he just felt. He's where is our custodian? He's taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. So the scene is set. This is ultimate, dude. This is like I said. Everything Jim Cornette hates and has ever talked about yes. wrapped up in one wrestling yes. match. It, yes. is, it is ridiculous. So there's no rules. It's a tag team, uh, right. w- which those rules go out of the window as soon as the bell rings. They're high. They forget who's <laughs> yeah. legal and in who's fact, not. In fact, the timekeeper rings the bell while the announcer is still announcing the rules to the match. And right. he's like, well, I guess the match has started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing, uh, I, I don't really like it, the, the high-ass commentator is commentating over the PA. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of annoying. It's very annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying. Um, so it starts off, man. This is your... It, it's a spot show. Uh, it's a very entertaining spot show. But we start off with uh, the caution. They've got the blunt. They're smoking. The big boys just start punish them and pummeling them. And we get some big spots, like a double sit-down power bomb, some big moves from some big boys. You get to see them flip around a little bit. Um, I have to say, they hit the blunt the hardest. If I had to judge. The caution? Yeah. No, the uh, the Stoner Brothers. Oh, the Stoner Brothers, definitely. They definitely yeah. had the biggest clouds when, when they took the hits. Uh, although the caution, I think they're inhaling deeper. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. So, so. It, it was it was a tough match. It was a tough match. It was definitely was back and forth. Like I said, we saw some cool spots. Uh, kind of lost me when the female member of the caution takes the blunt and steals it and runs off backstage 
and causes all kinds of shenanigans running through the crowd. The ref is just trying to get the blunt back so he doesn't have to count. He doesn't want to count the blunt out. No, no. You also don't want that thing to run. No, yeah. Down the side. You don't want it to run. You, you don't, don't want, want the cherry to, to go yeah, out. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can't, I mean, you can't bogart it like that either, man. You can't. True. <laughs> that, that's true. the biggest heel yeah. move of them yeah, all dude. is bogart yeah. the blunt. Of yeah. course, and running off with it. Um, she gets back to the ring being pursued by the Stoner Brothers, and uh, they're, they're sick of it. So they start laying down the smackdown on them. And uh, we see some cool spots from here, like uh, double headlocks with blunt steels in between. <laughs> we even see a member of the caution put a stoner brother in a Boston crab with the blunt in his mouth. And the other stoner brother just walks up, takes it right out. <laughs> it smokes his blunt. Uh, these are pretty, uh, these spots made me laugh for sure. They're just all kind of passing it around. Yeah. The ref is trying to keep track of it. Shout out to the ref's haircut. He's got the house party. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the high top fade. Yeah, the high yeah, top, yeah. Fade. yeah, dude. Uh, and I have to say, he keeps good track of that blunt. He's got his little Zippo to light it <laughs> if it goes out and everything. Um, but overall, uh, great match. Uh, we almost get a four-way countout towards the end with uh, all the members reaching for the last little bit of the blunt. But... In the end, the Stoner Brothers prevail. Of course. It, it's in their name. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's you, you can't beat the Stoner the Brothers. Brothers. The Stoner Brothers have to get it. They do. They do. Tolbert, uh, Mike was questioning the authenticity of the amount of marijuana that they were smoking. Do you feel that this was real weed? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, Mike I was, was like, that could that have been well. CBD. I didn't no, say no, like that. No, I, just, no. I was wondering like how you can operate with that kind of volume into your system. Uh, Tolbert does it every day. But he's not wrestling. Tolbert could wrestle. Well, not right now. Well, Tolbert. Smoke before rugby practice. Well, then that's why we're where we're at. But you're not smoking <laughs> and taking like, I don't know. It, it was a lot to, to Especially smoking when you're, anything and exuding that much cardio. It, well, and think about like when you're tired, like how aggressively you breathe. So then you're like taking Mike, huge these hits. are mud show wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> these, these are not real. I'm just saying. This is not. These uh, are not real people. <laughs> they don't exist. They are, uh, their uh, appetite for drugs this is This is not a five-star classic. Absolutely not. But then you, then you look at the, the, the people in, in Cookie's match. They were able to hold a five-star match. With the amount of stuff that Dude, was in their lots system. Of, lots of athletes smoke cannabis and run marathons and do triathlons and everything. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, when I was when I was in college, uh, we, we had a couple DBs on my team that were, were locked down. Locked down DBs, man. They would smoke the biggest blunt before the game started. <laughs> and I'm like, how in God's name are you able to do what you do with the amount of marijuana that you put into your body. And I was just always so fascinated by that. So it, 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 it can happen. It can, it, it can it, it, hone it, in that focus. It's not for everyone. Not for, not for <laughs> everyone. Not for everyone. I'd be having a panic attack on the football field. Yes. So. Tolbert. Let's get to the IQ. The, 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 it's the most important part of the 420 episode. Of course. White owls and tag teams. <laughs> I like it. I like it because that was that was. I know my blunts have rolled many of blunts. That was, <laughs> that was those were white owl. That was white owl. Were those wraps or was it? No, that was that wasn't a wrap. That was a white owl. Okay. Yeah. But first, I thought it was a raw, but no, that was a white owl Definitely. for sure. I agree. Yeah, I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a natural leaf like you would get with a Dutch Master or, yeah. or a backwood. You know, it was a very smooth exterior, but. 
not not so smooth to appear to be a wrap. Correct. <laughs> okay. Or a cone. <laughs> yeah. White Owls and tag teams. Mud show wrestlers getting high. <laughs> Fong grips and, and thigh slaps. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. It. Just summed it all up in, Love it. in, in, in five, seven, five <laughs> syllables right there. So 17 syllables. You have summed up. An entire 19-minute match. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was a lot of, a lot of thigh slaps and, and rips. But uh, Tolbert, yeah, I, I feel a little disappointed since this is our. I think I believe this is our third 420 episode. This mm-hmm. would have been, uh, and, and usually the first 420 episode we had, he uh, smoked a big uh, rip inside. He lit up a big uh, he did. Uh, lit a blunt inside yeah. your he did. house he did. and inside my apartment. My apartment, yeah. And then the second one, I think he did as well <laughs> inside my house. Yeah. Um, You've yeah. grown up. Yeah. You're, you're a more I'm, I'm mature Tolbert as he drinks his his, his cannabis infused no, water. No, 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 no. Collagen I, I, water. I smoked. I smoked the cannabis. This is a glucosamine and collagen. Supplement. Oh. Oh. I thought the cannabis was in it too. Yeah, no, I, it I like do a... have I do have uh, um, an infused lemonade I can pour in there <laughs> at the house. You sound like such a like like an old man at this point. Yeah, I just I just do it for medicinal purposes. <laughs> yeah, it just gets the blood flowing. And then I go play Street <laughs> oh, Fighter yeah. Two for fourteen hours oh, straight. Yeah. All right, so we have gotten through. We have survived another four twenty episode. Everybody's back together. This, I believe, so thinking back over our years, uh, we're, we're starting a tradition here. Uh, our most important episodes, and they come about half a year apart, yeah. are one, Halloween Havoc. That that feels like our, our, our big episode. Mm-hmm. And then two, the 420 episode. Absolutely. So these are a part of the tradition here of $2 Stay. Yeah, and we're still making more. Uh, we, hopefully, it, it took forever. Well, we took a little, uh, a little spring break, if you will. Oh, Tolbert God. took a spring break. <laughs> Tolbert yeah. took a, a sabbatical. Hey, Tolbert hey. put everything on mute and just disappeared for hey, two. Y'all weeks. told me you didn't need me. So like, what cool. the fuck? Get the fuck out of here, Tolbert. I'm when back. did we say that? I'm back, baby. Oh, hey, there we no, go. I've got the hey. text like, no, we're good. We don't need you this week. I'm like, cool. Well, I think like, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> back. All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Oh,